Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello, it's Richard and Linda Ayer and it's Ayers on the Road. We are so happy to be with you today as we are every week. Absolutely, we always have fun for a half an hour together. I sometimes learn new things about Linda. She's more, she tells you some things she doesn't tell me. Well, we're going to tell you something that we both know and love today. It's going to be kind of fun. In fact, this is one of the few times I wish this was BYU TV instead of BYU radio or was a video instead of an audio podcast because I'm holding in my hands the most, well, I don't want to be too, you know, over the top, but it sure is a beautiful book. It's an amazingly fun book and exciting for us. Let us tell you how it came about. Many of you listeners know about something called Joy School, which is a preschool curriculum based on our book, Teaching Your Children Joy. And it has had quite a run. It's had over 500,000 families participate in it. It's The beauty of it is that moms are the teachers. And they rotate. The kids go to different homes. It's a little hard to do now during COVID, but I think we're getting past that. And the moms rotate as teachers. And this curriculum, thanks to my mother, Ruth Iyer, and several others over the years who took a book that Linda and I had written and converted it into a full-on preschool curriculum with every song and every story and every game just outlined so clearly that pretty much anyone can teach. Uh, it has been so fun. This this started how many years ago? Oh, 40 years. At least 40 years 40 ago. Years ago. Yeah. Um, I think it's yeah, gone through about so many, years. so it's many been generations. So fun to do. It used to be that we used to meet in a little, uh, the White House Church up on Capitol Hill the in Salt White Lake Chapel, City, yeah. and we would pass out um, lesson plans, <laughs> yeah, and <the> Xeroxed <laughs> tapes, cassette tapes, and music to go with it. I mean. When we had this idea, it, this is not really from us. People just came out of the woodwork to help. Wendy Murdoch did the music. We had Andrea. Andrea who, Bergen, Bergen did the did original art. art. And of course, Richard's mother was an early childhood education major and made to do this. Well, we went on our mission for three years, our mission presidency to London. And while we were gone, this blessed mother of mine used her preschool skills and converted a book into a curriculum. But why are we telling you all this? Jumping to the point, um, a few months ago, probably a year ago now, a wonderful publisher called Bushel and Peck. What a great name. I love you, a bushel and a peck. Oh, that's not quite the right tune, but you A bushel you've got and it. a peck, that's a lot by heck. I know these And a hug around songs. the neck. Oh, and a hug around, around the neck. <laughs> anyway, publisher with that wonderful name came and they were very familiar with Joy School and they said, there are some children's stories in that curriculum that we think we should put in an anthology. And so they picked out 22 stories, most of which Linda and I had written over the years for preschoolers each one written to teach a particular value or a particular joy. And they said, let us put them in an anthology so that parents and families can have them all in one volume. And they said, we've got this Russian illustrator 
who's just fantastic, and we want to turn her loose on illustrating the stories. And we said, well, we'll give it a shot. Let's see what it looks which like. Which kind of put us off just a little bit because our children had... <laughs> Had illustrated yeah. some of the stories. We had done two previous little storybooks that um, everybody had, but um, and they were so excited to do the illustrations. And of course, they're dear to our heart. But this is so fun because it's so modern. When we first saw it as grandparents, we thought, "Really, kids are going to love this." And absolutely, they adore it. It is so creative oh my gosh, and so they, colorful. They totally do. They we, We've been reading it to our grandchildren, and they're like, wow, where did that book come from? And we don't want to say, well, we wrote it. We just want to say, <laughs> well, <laughs> you'll have to figure that out. But it's just so much fun. And we never promote books on this podcast but i do have to say if, well, you, we saw, talk about them if you saw this book you'd say that's a 30 40 dollar book and right now they're having a pre-publication sale for 10 bucks they can't produce it for that no, this wait, is a I big book this is eight and a half by 11. you have to be exact oh it is 10.99 i think it's 10.99 but it's that's half price, and you can see why. We're not gonna talk. We're, we're it's not. large format. It has a cutout cover that is so cute. But I, I, we don't want to sell this. But it, we are just well, we do. We're, we're just thrilled. We want to get it. We did, we're just exuberant about it because whether or not think, you've ever done Joy School, it just yeah, teaches that's such the point. great principles. I, at first, we thought, oh well, people that have done Joy School are going to love this because they already know the stories, and now they get them all in an anthology. But it turns out that it's going to work the other way around. People who've never heard of Joy School, because you can't miss the title, Joy School, huge on the cover, and it's going to introduce these stories to a lot of people who've never heard them before. Well, and perfect timing for Joy School, because we are starting a new Joy starting School a year new Joy School in, year in every September. fall. It's so easy now. We used to, oh my gosh, it was so hard to send all that stuff out. Our kids used to go down and get packets ready and send hundreds of packets out on this. And now we can do it all online. It's so easy. The music is online. The pictures, the colored pictures are all just downloadable. Well, and here's the crazy thing. And a lot of you listeners are probably in this situation. We're hearing from parents who are saying, wow, you know, <laughs> my kindergarten kids are home. They're, they're, they're not having school. The schools are not meeting. And my first graders and... You know, the older kids have online curriculums. They're learning things. The teachers are putting things online. But these kindergartners and first graders, they're going back and doing joy school because it's just such a cool thing. And so we're, we're kind of thrilled about it. And I already said, Bushel and Peck. That's easy to find. Just remember that song and hug around your neck. Bushel and Peck. Publishers, you can go on there and get this well, book. Well, is for it bushelandpeck.com? Bushel, bushel and Peck Publishers. Just Google that. Publishers. And boom, yeah. there it is. Yeah, okay. But what we want to do today, even though not many kids are listening to Ours on the Road, we don't think, but we're going to read you a couple of these stories just because they tickle us so much. And the very first one is uh, some of them are in rhyme. We can't show you the pictures that go with them, but, but think of the concept here of how, how do you teach a child values? How do you teach a child to appreciate his body? How do you teach a child to be honest? How do you teach a child to respect things that he should respect? You don't lecture them. You, you need to tell them a story that they will remember 
and that will cause them to have their behavior affected by the story which they keep in their mind, right? Right. So how about this one? This is by my beloved mother, who my beloved late mother, who would have turned 98 um, just three days week, ago, yeah. yeah, four days ago. It's it's amazing. And this woman was born to write poetry because yeah. she knows how to rhyme things. She dro it drove her crazy when people thought they were writing poetry that rhymed and, and the meter was just off. <laughs> so each of these stories is kind of tagged. First of all, they're in the, the table of contents for the whole anthology, but then they're tagged with a little symbol. And this one is to teach the joy of the body. And there's others to teach the joy of the earth, the joy of honesty, the joy of setting a goal, and so on. But let's read it once. Let's alternate stanzas, honey. These are my eyes. This is my nose. These are my fingers. These are my toes. These are my ears. These are my lips. These are my shoulders. These are my hips. My elbows can bend, and so can my knees. I can wiggle myself however I please. I can bend way over low or reach up way high. I can stand on one foot as easy as pie. <laughs> I can jump up and down or turn me around. And if I get tired, I can sit on the ground. Oh, I guess that's it. That's the first poem. <laughs> now let us read you another one that goes right after that by another contributor to the book. This is by Carol Lee Cowan. My body is the greatest thing that ever was invented. It can't be bought, it can't be sold, and certainly not rented. My body has a head on top with eyes that work for winking. Inside my head are lots of brains that should be used for thinking. A nose is always on my head to smell the lovely flowers and one great hole that's called a mouth. It talks for hours and hours. My mouth is also useful for something else worthwhile, for chewing food and drinking, and a great big happy smile. I have two arms which help me throw and catch and lift and carry. My arms are kind of small and thin. My dad's are big and hairy. <laughs> Each has an elbow all built in to help me when I bend it. For folding arms to say a prayer, I highly recommend it. My hands are on the ends of both my arms, and they're exciting. They help me do my work, you see, like planting peas and writing. Two legs are on the bottom of my body, and they're great. Knees to help them bend and twist, I do appreciate. My ears are on my head to hear the sounds around me rushing. To top it off and keep it warm is hair, all soft from brushing. Oh, let's just not go on, because that one that goes on and on. Cute. But you get the idea. These are written for preschoolers, but kids that are a little older really enjoy them. So how about one um, that would teach children the joy of the earth? Just get a quick idea of this. Um, Ella and Stella had been friends since birth. Stella loved her body and Ella loved the earth. Ella prized nature, each color and hue. Stella admired her body and all it could do. One day they went walking and Ella said, Hey, just look at the beauty the earth has today. The blue sky and green grass and mountains so tall. The sun on the back of this beetle so small. And Stella said, Yes, friend, those things are just fine. But what lets us see them are those eyes of mine. 
the birds and the trees and the clouds in the sky would mean little to me were it not for my eyes. So you get the idea. That one goes on and on about the interreaction between the joy of the body and the joy of well, the earth. Well, not on and on. It's just three little pages. Well, yeah, but I mean, we're not. Very we're very engaging you a for little kids. Oh, you better just paraphrase this story. This is called Isabel's well, Little Well, let, let's, let's come back to this one in a minute, because now we're moving into the more complicated joys of honesty and trustworthiness and so on. And we're going to read you a little story called Isabel's Little Lie. But let's take a break. But before we take the break, Linda, is there something a little weird about two two grandparents sitting here, <laughs> 70 years old, reading these children's stories <laughs> with it's, such enthusiasm? I know. It's kind of fun. Can you tell that we're kind of excited about this? Um, we really are so thrilled with this company. They are they give away a book for every book that they sell. Every book they sell, they give one to a third world child. Yeah. And now we have our son has started a new company, an international company called Joy School English. And so this is going to be a great help for those they, kids in their foreign job, countries. Yeah, their as job well. is to teach English as a foreign language. So we got a lot to talk about, but. The reason I asked that leading question, honey, is I think that this book's greatest appeal, next to that to preschoolers, is it going to be to grandparents. Grandparents who read to grandchildren. I know parents do too, but I don't think parents have as much fun reading stories to children as grandparents do. I totally agree, and I think that you will be happy to hear that we're not going to read any more poetry in the second half, but we are going to share some really fun things with you. So so hang yeah. in there with us and remember, we're not just talking about stories and books. We're talking about relationships within families, the adults and the children and teaching values while you're at it. So hang on and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back with Ayers on the Road. We're on the road talking about joy today. On the, the road of values and good things for little children and middle-aged children. And kind of old children like us, too. The thing we've always felt is that joy, teaching children joy... When you first hear it, it sounds like pie in the sky, like, oh, make them happy or whatever. But but the, it turns out that there are certain kinds of joy. Some of them are the kinds of joy we, we, we don't need to really teach them to children. We just need to reinforce them because children are born with them. The joy of spontaneous delight, the joy of imagination, the joy of, you know, optimism. Children just have this unless we beat it, beat it out of them. But there are other joys, like the joy of telling the truth, the joy of being courageous, the joy of setting a simple goal. They're wonderful skills, but instead of calling them skills, we've always thought you should call them joys. Because if a child does something and feels good about it, or gets praised for it, or feels happy because of it, what will they do? They'll repeat that. And so it's, it turns out that the feeling of joy that a child gets from doing certain things is the best way to teach them to keep doing that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of exciting to see them soak it in 
and uh, by it, I mean not just lecturing, but with stories and poetry and and really lessons that are fleshed out to teach it right. exactly as it should be. And the, the the honesty, the joy of honesty, is a perfect example because, unfortunately, the way we usually teach kids honesty or try to is by catching them in a lie, you know? That's not true, we don't tell lies in our family, and we, you know. You are bad, you know, instead of instead of the opposite. Yeah, um, looking for honesty and praising it, and teaching the principal through a story. Well, and catching them doing something right instead of something wrong. But, I mean, you know, obviously all little kids do something wrong. In fact, I had, I think the funniest story I've ever heard about honesty is one mother was just so frustrated. This child just kept lying and kept lying and kept lying. And she said, I took this child out to the point of the mountain, which is where the prison is. <laughs> I told, really? the, I told the guard, oh yeah, this was a long time ago. I told the guard to, what to say when I got a call to head and I found She knew the was. guard? Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, she just knew that somebody could tell him that. And he said, I stopped there and I said, this is where you're going to end up if you continue not telling the truth. You have got to tell the truth. I don't Mr. recommend Guard, that method, Linda. Mr. Guard, what do you say? And honestly, it was so crazy. This mother was just so frustrated. But no, I would not recommend that either. <laughs> this might be a better method. Um, and we're not going to read this whole story. Although it says how long they age are. This is a five-minute story. We're just going to give you an example of how this would work. Well, why don't you just... It's well, I want, story, I, I want them to hear the first part and then I'll synopsize it. Synopsize? Synopsize. <laughs> <laughs> One day, Isabel told a little lie. She wasn't supposed to feed dinner to her dog, Barker, but she did. When her mom came in and saw her plate all clean, Isabel said she'd eaten it all herself. That was a little lie, now wasn't it? The dinner was chicken, and Barker got a little bone stuck in the back of his throat. Pretty soon he started to cough and snort and act very uncomfortable. Do you know what's wrong with Barker? asked Mommy. No, said Isabel. That was another little lie, wasn't it? But Isabel had to tell it so her mom wouldn't know that she told the first lie. Mother looked in Barker's mouth and couldn't see anything. Did Barker eat something, Isabel? I don't know, Mommy. That was another lie, wasn't it? But she didn't want her mommy to know about the first two lies. Barker got worse and Mom had to take him to the dog hospital. Isabel went too. Well, you get the idea where this is going. Yeah, so the, the doctor says, well, what happened to the dog? And Isabel just gets in deeper and deeper and deeper. And finally, he says, well, I may have to operate. And then she says, no, no, no. And she tells the truth and everything turns out to be okay. And so... Um, well, and then we recommend that they read the story again without the lie part and have the child right. you know come back with the story and what could she have said and exactly. that's a great exercise there's a lot of the stories so i think probably six or seven of the 22 are like that they have two different versions so that a young child can say oh i might have done what that first child did but now i see the second one you just read the first part so they get the idea Isabel wasn't supposed to feed her dinner to her dog, Barker, but she did. Her mom came in and asked, Wow, Isabel, how did you clean your plate so quickly? Isabel knew she might get in trouble, but she didn't want to tell a lie, so she told her mommy she had fed her dinner to Barker. Isabel, you know better than that, her mother said. 
Mommy hurried to the porch where Barker was found, starting to eat Isabel's chicken dinner. She took the chicken away before he could get any bones in his throat. And on and on. So you get the idea. Two stories, one that turns out good and one that turns out bad. Um, what about the joy of sharing and service? Now there's a joy. I think most parents, if you said, was your child born with the propensity to share? <laughs> they would probably say, uh, no. But children can learn this, but sometimes they need a metaphor to learn it through, right? Uh-oh, this is another poem. I promise we weren't going to read any more poetry. Oh, we won't, we won't read the whole thing. Just, just, read a, just little a little, bit. yeah. Okay, this is called Zoud the Cloud. In a place where a fountain springs up from a bog, the wind blew so hard it created a fog. Then out of the fog the wind blew a cloud. The cloud was quite cute and called itself Zoud. The wind said to Zoud as they flew from the fountain, let your rain fall here upon this high mountain. The mountains need rain so their trees will grow tall. If you give your rain now, it can turn to snowfall. But Zoud shouted, no, he said, no, 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 no. I do not want my rain to turn into snow. I'm looking so lovely and growing so plump. If I let rain go, I'll quite sure, I'm, I'm quite sure I will slump. And it goes on and we won't read you all of it, but, but you it, get it actually gets on. pretty good because he goes over the desert and the, the wind keeps telling him to drop his cold. No, no, I couldn't, I wouldn't, said Zad with a sigh. If I let my rain go, I'll feel terribly dry. Who cares about cactuses, flowers and such? I'd help if I could, but the cost is too much. Well, he's, he grows bigger and bigger. He gets too heavy and too dark and too swollen up. And then after several more stanzas, <laughs> He finally has to let go. <laughs> and then he starts to grow and replenish his bill. Water rose in the steam until Zoud was quite filled and so on. And, you know, we, we underestimate kids. We've read that to a lot of little three- and four-year-olds, and we say now, are you ever like the cloud? And they think for a minute, and they realize that it's talking about, can they help other people? Can they give things to other people, or are they, they selfish? Share? Can they share yeah. with their toys, with their ideas, whatever it is? Yeah. It's really fun to see the, the wheels turn in their, in their little brains. What about the joy of keeping laws and making decisions? Now, some people, when they read our original book, were like, wait a minute, that, we're not talking about preschoolers here. I mean, we might be able to enforce certain rules, but they're not going to be able to think this discerningly and yeah. figure out what a law is. And they're certainly not going to be able to make definitive choices when there isn't a law. But again, what does a story do? A story makes fairly complicated things simple. Right. Simple enough for a monkey in this case. <laughs> <laughs> so this is called Cheeky and the Laws. And those of you who are out there listening, if you've ever done Joy School, you'll remember this story because it really has made an impact on a lot of little children. Go ahead. Let's just read a little bit of it. Because you're such a good reader. Just a bit. I love hearing you read. Cheeky was a baby monkey. He lived in a tree with his dad, his mom, and his sisters. The family's tree was in the jungle. In the jungle, there were some laws. 
There were jungle laws. Do you know what laws are? And then you talk with them about it. Sometimes. Something sad that happens when you break a law. That's what the punishment is. And sometimes. A law is things you must do or you could have a punishment. What's a punishment? Something bad that could happen if you break a law. So this is breaking it down and pretty And sometimes simply. sad happens when you break a law. That's what we're talking about. So, so there were two laws in Cheeky's Jungle. One was that whenever you were in a tree, you had to hold on with your hand or your foot or your tail. What do you think the punishment was if you broke that law? You'd fall out of the tree. Nikita, this is a question and answer story, right? I love the other one. The other jungle law was that if you saw a lion coming, you had to quickly climb up a tree. What do you think the punishment was if you broke that law? <laughs> you would just get eaten right up. <laughs> and then in Cheeky's own family tree, there were two family laws. One was that you could not go out of the tree without asking. And of course, the child says, so that you'd be safe, you wouldn't get lost. And why didn't they want him to get lost? Because they loved him and so on. So you have a little discussion it's just there. just a reasoning process with a little child. But I like this other one. The other monkey family law was never drop your banana peels on the limb of the family tree. Why do you think they had that law? <laughs> and the kid will think about it. Well, they don't want to slip off, you know. So then the story goes on and Cheeky breaks a couple of the laws and he suffers the consequences. And you hopefully see in the three and four year old's eyes a little understanding. Oh, why do we have laws not to restrict us, but to keep us safe and to keep bad things from happening and to make sure our mom's not worried about us and well, so on. And as this gets a little more sophisticated, there are questions at the end of each story for discussion so that you can talk with your kids about it. Why do you think he did that? Well, what do you think, uh, what do you think is a good punishment for doing that? There are really some interesting, fun things. And then, I mean, and you'd think this is getting a little nuanced, but kids love this. It begins to move into the difference between something that's governed by a law and something where you have the freedom to make a decision. So it goes like this. Now, Cheeky wanted to climb down out of the tree to find a banana for breakfast. Was there a law to tell him what to do? Yes. Ask his mom. So she would know where he was and he wouldn't get lost. He found a big banana and a little banana. Was there a law to tell him which one to choose? No, he could choose either one he wished. Cheeky chose the big one because he was very, very hungry. And no one, so it goes through his whole day and some of the things he does, there's a law and that's easy because he just follows the law. Other things, there's no law, so he can make a decision. Right. And it just it just goes on there. There's so many things that occur, and there's so many fun conversations you can have with a three, four, five, six-year-old in reading these stories. Oh, it's honey, fun. I wish we had time for the ping-pong ball and the Christmas tree bulb. <laughs> I do, too, but darn. That's the story of envy. The Christmas tree bulb wants to be the ping-pong ball, and the ping-pong ball wants to be the the bulb and they get to change places and then yeah. they wish they could like, be back no, who they were. No, hitting me. No, I don't like people <laughs> looking at me all the time. And it that's really the joy funny. of loving who you are and growing where you're planted. So lots of fun things, honey. There are lots of Are we of going into our second, well. are we going into our second childhood? Why do we like these stories so much? <laughs> our second childhood. <laughs> our second. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, we are. We do just because we've lived with these for so long. But it, just so you know, if you are ready to start a Joy School this year, you can just go to joyschools.com. Put the S on there, joyschools with an S. Yeah, dot and I com. think that you can get a free book if you decide yeah. that you want to do that. Yeah. Or just go and, and pick this book up because it is so fun. Bushel if you have grandchildren tech. or young children, they're great. And even if you don't, what a joy to read to children. Linda. It is. If it you is. if you are not into reading to little children and watching their little eyes, it's awesome. It's a great joy. We wish you the very best. Have joy this week, and we'll see you next time on Ayers on the Bread. Bye bye. bye.